Welcome to Learn Something New Every Day. I am Joan Boyko, Coordinator of Communications and Community Outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are proud to present a new podcast each week that focuses on the people, programs, projects, and activities here in the district and with our community partners. This show is produced by my dedicated team of student interns here in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA, at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. Our interns are Brianna Meza and Emily Martin, and they are doing a fabulous job remotely each week as we continue to navigate through the, I'm gonna say the end, I'm going out on <laughs> the end of this mess, um, but we're hopefully next semester we'll be able to return to our studio, but it's pretty close quarters and we don't wanna put anybody's health in jeopardy. So I'm very pleased to welcome back my monthly co-host, Palm Springs Unified's coordinator of visual and performing arts, Barbara Anglin. And she has brought with her the director of Cabot's Pueblo Museum in Desert Hot Springs, Irene Rodriguez. How are you, Barbara? I am wonderful, Joan. I'm just sitting here going, where did August, September, and all of October go? Right? I, it's, it's crazy. I mean, before you know it, we're going to be at the end of 2021. And uh, it's just, it's mind boggling. And the older we get, the quicker the time seems to go, right, ladies? It's it's wow. yes. <laughs> to sixty in three point five seconds. Ah, uh, no kidding. So, Barbara, toward the end of the show, we'll we'll talk about some things coming up in November because we actually do have in person performances coming up. So that's really exciting. But for right now, please tell us about our guest. I am happy to. Um, if you remember Irene Rodriguez, people in our listening audience from Cabot's Pueblo Museum, um, they are a wonderful art partner, community art partner with our school district. Um, and it is a combination of social studies lesson, art lesson, and a tour of a hidden gem uh, of the Cabot's Pueblo Museum. That's fabulous. And so, Irene, how long have you been at Cabot's and what's your background? Okay, thank you. Um, thank you for that, Barbara, and thank you for the invite, Joan. Um, I will be starting my seventh year at Cabot's Spoiler Museum in November. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and my background, uh, I think it has to do with, you know, it will be education, mostly in museum education. That we that I've done throughout museums up up in the North uh, California LA area, and prior to joining Cabot's Pueblo Museum, I was at the Palm Springs Art Museum for a little over ten years. Oh, okay. I don't know if I knew that. May, I must have because you've been again. Yeah. But you I, know, I'm, we I'm... talked about we talked about how quickly the time goes and yes. the memory. <laughs> 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 Honest. So um, give us, first of all, this is a second grade program that was started, I think, and I could be wrong, but I think it's been like four years now. Am I right? Um, could be. So we piloted in 2017. So for the year, okay. yeah, the early part, 
And then for the school year 2017-2018, that's when we really started um, for, for BLAST. So, yeah. So, but, so it is four yeah. years. And I know that, um, so this is a second grade program. And I know we started, we kind of um, um, added some schools for the first couple of years. So it started with our Desert Hot Springs schools. And then we did expand to some of our other schools until last year when, you know, the S hit the fan and we kind of backed backed it off just a little bit. So give us an overview of the program and also what does it look like in a virtual platform? Because we have to continue that once again this year for at least the foreseeable future until we go back to field trips. Uh, so what the program is about, it's for second graders and it has to do with you know, people who make a difference. So our program is called Making a Difference and it also includes um, that particular um, standard includes a knowing your neighborhood as well. So what we did, we developed a three-part visitations um, of the program. So the first part will be sort of mapping your neighborhood. So second graders can know where exactly is the school, the name of the streets, where's their, you know, landmarks in their town, is a particular park, some stores. I always try to point out, you know, the post office, the city hall, as well as, you know, Mr. Hot Springs just really opened a wonderful library um, early this year. So I always try to also, what the library is, some of the resources that I think we need to know. Um, and so that's what we do the, in the first part. And then usually in the second time, he's sort of getting ready, he's talking about Cabot, because Cabot, you know, was also instrumental in, you know, bringing the first library to the to the town. And he was here, we try to show them virtually the the museum, the different parts, what, how he built his home, uh, how he sort of designed it as a museum, both outside and inside. And then so we follow up. Let me, let me interrupt you for one second sure. because um, some of our listeners may be either new to the area or don't know Desert Hot Springs all that well. We're talking about Cabot Yurka, and he's really like the father of Desert Hot Springs, right? Yes, he's the father, founder. Um, he first came to the area in 1913 as a homesteader. At that time in 1914, he sort of rediscovered the mineral waters that Desert Hot Springs is known for. He sort of rediscovered both the hot springs and the cold springs because he will, prior to that, he was walking seven miles each way to get water for his homestead. Um, wow. So, yeah, so uh, so what would happen when he did that? So he found things near his land. Uh, and then he returned to the area in the late 1930s and really stayed here making desert hot springs his home even though he traveled all over the world desert hot springs was was what made him his home and okay. so and i don't wanna, i don't want to um you to lose track of where you were because i do that i interrupt yeah. people <laughs> so you were talking about the three parts of the mm -hmm. program so go so, on 
So for when you see the museum that he built, his museum and his home, he'll see where he lived, what he did, and what materials he used. Because the Pueblo is done with found objects, with, with um, uh, rocks and pebbles and adobe bricks and things that he found around the area. Because there was no Home Depot or Lowe's or any lumber store when he started to build this in, in the 19th 30s, early 40s. Um, even the district the, hospital was not a city yet. So when he also be, returned, he got a whole group together to sort of, you know, make sure there were street lights, make sure there was um, a fire department, the post office and the library. And from there, once you see that, then we'll follow up with an art project. Uh, because Cabot, of course, not only did this, he was a very busy person and he tried to always you know do more he did a lot so he was an artist as well so they were able to see these really small images that he created and so we do that as a, as a postcard and we use special uh, materials for that um, and so that's what usually what happened prior to um, the COVID and last year, we were able to do the, the tour and, and the pre-visit of the map activity. This year, I think, even though we have to do virtually, we'll be able to do as well the whole art activity. And also include, at the end of the project, I also include, um, I provide guest passes to every second grader so they could return when it's safely. So I was able to do that last year as well. So I keep telling you, you know, once they feel comfortable, the family wants to come, they could actually use the guest passes and really see the Pueblo um, in person. Oh, so they'll be able to um, use the guest passes at yes. a later date. Mm -hmm. that, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, so. So for the your so this year we're just focused on the second graders at our five Desert Hot Springs elementary schools, right? Yes, correct. Before, you know, and for the year school year 2019-2020, we had we were we were at we had scheduled for 12 schools mm -hmm. and so knowing that how the situation might be different last year and this year I really wanted to scale back and just sort of focus again in Desert Hot Springs until things get much better and safer for everybody. Then again, hopefully we'll be able to again slowly increase our offerings um, throughout um, the school district for every second grader. Right. Is the museum open right now or not? Yes, it is. It is open. Uh, we, we're doing things a little different. Uh, if anybody had been to the museum before we have conducted in-person tours which allowed about 14 people at a time to go into the museum now to, in order to adhere to different you know cdc guidelines what we have done is we created an audio tour so now it's self-guided um, and then we allow there's about eight spaces eight tickets allowed for every half hour and then if those are two different groups two different family groups bubble or units then we stagger them in so again trying to keep our distance um and just trying to be safe 
for everybody around, you know, for the staff or volunteers, you know, in our community. That's so absolutely. Yeah, we've been we were able to do that, and, and people, you know, it's not the same, but it's still a, a, an option. And one thing that I know that people have enjoyed is that it, they're able to go at their pace, which is you know the other thing. And then, of course, after their tour, we're available to you know connect with them and answer any questions or be able to elaborate on what they saw in the tour. So do you, are you doing three sessions with every second grade class individually? What, what was that again, Joan? Are you doing three separate sessions with every individual second yes. grade class? Mm -hmm. Wow. And are you doing all that yourself? Well, uh, virtually, most likely, yes on it we have to just figure it out it just works out a little better on it if i'm able to do it myself um just because and until it's virtually so uh when i do the lessons it entails having uh, two different devices to do that um maybe on the virtual tour we maybe i might have another person do it but uh it'd be it'd be interesting um <laughs> how we do it this year because we're open Last year, we're, we're not, we were not open, so it was easier just to schedule things and, and move ahead. Um, but, you know, there's still some uh, open windows for us um, during the week that we'll be able to do it. So. And what's nice this time is since the students are in school, the materials for the art project will be able to be delivered. Um, so they'll be able to do the project, whereas last year they, they were at home, and so they didn't have access to the the special materials for the um, postcard um, activity. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it because like you said, Barbara, they're mm -hmm. all in one place. I think that way, the more the students will be able to uh, partake of the, all the lessons and the tour itself. And really, you know, at the end is we really want to create the civic pride in them on what they have in their city of Desert Hot Springs knowing their neighborhood, knowing, I always try to stress city hall and knowing who their city mayor and council people are, where they need to have the resources, and also to come and look at the Pueblo and what, you know, this particular person did, you know, more than 100 years ago, um, and how he was the founder and how his um, discovery or rediscovery of the hot mineral waters has spurred this um, hotels in the area and the people come to to come and enjoy the mineral springs you know people come for health reasons people come for just the wellness of it mm -hmm. if if you have not been to uh cabot's pueblo museum you need to go and of mm -hmm. course you know, make your reservation because it's limited capacity but it is truly beautiful i was there for a party and um, of course, I'm going back a couple of years, but I think it was a fundraiser. And uh, it's just, uh, it's it's kind of indescribable. It's really beautiful. And then, you know, the museum itself is gorgeous and the views from the grounds are oh. incredible as well. Of the valley so, it's beautiful. Totally. Um, and, you know, you talk about pride in, in Desert Hot Springs. That, that city's really come along since I, I've been here for 30 years and it's a big difference. And like, you know, most recently, like you said, the new library and the new city hall, 
I was just yeah. in there the other day for the first time. It is beautiful. Truly. Yeah. And Barbara, what kind of and if and if you're just joining us, you're listening to you learn something new every day. And my guests are my monthly co-host, our coordinator of visual and performing arts, Barbara Anglin, and the director of Cabot's Pueblo Museum, Irene Rodriguez. And Barbara, what kind of uh, feedback do you get from the teachers and what do they hear from the kids about this program? Barbara got knocked out. So I could tell you some things uh, on that, on, on that Joe, because um, I do some evaluations on it. Um, so I'm one for some of the teachers for them. It was interesting that they could do something that was local history. Sometimes they're looking for local history and they were excited that there was something here to offer to their students. Um, and then for the students, um, one of them said that, you know, they didn't, they never been to a museum before. So this was something new and exciting for them. And I do remember one student saying that, you know, uh, Cabot's Pueblo Museum was the best, the <laughs> best ever. So that was really wonderful. And something that I like, you know, as you know, um, one of the schools is actually named after a name after Cabot Yuxa. So it's actually down the street from the museum, Cabot Yuxa Elementary School. So when we go to that school, it's really sweet that the students, being so being young, they think that the museum is named after the school <laughs> and not vice versa. Well, yeah. and, and Cabot Yerkes Elementary was the, the school, which made sense, that pilot yeah. program. Mm -hmm. So that made that made great amount of sense. And Barbara, I'm glad you're back. Mm -hmm. I I asked I asked you the question and Irene answered it perfectly. So I was asking about um, feedback that we've gotten from teachers and students and Irene was able to, to tell us about that. But what, what have you heard, Barbara? Like well, great you know, thing? I, I popped in on some of the um, last year on the virtual ones. And, you know, and I've been on a live tour one as well with a class. And so when the kids are finally there going through the, the museum in person, there's like, oh, wow, because it's it's so unique and beautiful. And you know what? The same thing happens virtually. The kids are still like, oh, cool. Oh, look at that. They're still, of course, we want in person always, but it, it, it still translates virtually the tour. And so that's that's a kick that the, the students are still getting um, the awe out of the tour. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up, Barbara, because I totally forgot. I do remember you know, last year, um, they were very observant, yes. very observant to even, you know, to being virtually. I mean, they were, were asking, I can't remember, the, I remember they were asking me questions or they would look at something. It's like, oh, I never thought about that. So it was just, it was really rewarding for me to be able to, to offer this to the students and that they also uh, were able to see it through their eyes. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you know in, we always look for silver linings and Barbara and I have talked extensively about this pretty much on every show yep. that, you know, in the, in the big scope of things, this truly sucks. I'm just going to be, you know, blunt yes. about it. But there are some positives and, and listening to, to you ladies just talk about the virtual setting and how 
focused the kids were or are in that setting, it's like, you know, you, you are using like different senses when you're in a virtual environment. You don't have to worry about bumping in or, you know, if they're um, chattering about something and you miss what's going on because you get engaged in a side conversation or, you know, it's just, it's just really them, right? So they're, they're there and they're just engaged in what they're seeing. And in some ways, they're more engaged. Yeah. Very good observation, John. Yes. So, yeah, so there we go. There's another silver lining, and I'm not at all suggesting that we do this in perpetuity and never go visit anywhere. I am, please, not suggesting that in the least, because there is no substitute for going in person to, a, you know, a performing arts experience or a museum or, you know, we, we all want to get back to that. But in the meantime, we can absorb it in in different ways and i'm glad that we have the technology that we have and we're able to do it now you know barbara got knocked out of our little podcast room here or you know and that happens and we all get frustrated because that's the downside but could you could you ladies imagine what this would be like if we did not have the capabilities that we have in in virtual platform totally different yeah we would not be as far along as as we are if we didn't have these technology um capabilities i mean you see how, how you know kids are, are feeling or have felt um thankfully they're back in school now but during that over a year of true isolation people other than on a screen how difficult everything was for them and all of us but kids especially i mean if we didn't have the technology and they were basically you know trying to just keep up with what's going on with their schoolwork and 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 just with television and you know paper um it would be so it, so much worse absolutely well i really Okay, before we before we uh, run out of time, I'd like to give you the opportunity to tell people how the museum's funded and how they can get involved either as a donor or a volunteer when things go back to, uh, quote, normal. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Joe. Of course, uh, what we have, our uh, funding sources are through our missions into the tours or to the grounds. Um, we do have some funders, one being the city, because this is um, the Pueblo and the collection. It's actually owned by the city of Desert Hot Springs. And we just work closely with them to operate it as a, as a museum. Um, a, different ways to support the museum is to become a member, um, to also you know think about donating to our institution, whether um, they be in a monthly or a yearly um, um, donation would be wonderful. Um, you could get the information on our website, Cabot's Museum. Um, if you want to visit the, or you could purchase our the tickets online as well on that. So again, I really appreciate this opportunity for you to learn more about the programs we provide for our schools, for our community, um, and for our, our visitors. Well, that's fabulous, and um, I I was 
um, I'm, I'm getting a little sidetracked here because I'm getting notes from Barbara. Uh -oh. Because um, getting in trouble for passing notes in school again. No. <laughs> Oops, I said again. <laughs> well, I, this is interesting. And let's just have it out right here, Barbara. All right. Um, I did record a few shows with our high schools and they had said that they thought they were going to be able to move forward in, in person, but of course would be ready to pivot if um, if they couldn't. So are, are you saying that we're not so sure yet? So um, everyone that follows you, Joan, knows that we record these a little in advance yeah. of their airing. So as of the recording time, um, no live performances indoors with audiences. Next week, so in October, um, we're meeting to work a plan of um, when we will start back to live performances indoors and what the safety protocols will entail for audiences and performers and, and ticketing and all of that. All right. Well, I, I will just, um, the, the two that I've spoken to so far have told me that they're prepared to, you know, move into an outdoor setting if they, right. if they need to. So um, I know that uh, Palm Springs High School, I mean, uh, Ranch Mirage High School had their fright night last week, and they, we are recording in advance, so can't tell you if it was inside or outside, but they were pre well prepared to just move outdoors if right. needed. Um, Cathedral City High School, and we did record a show with, with their director. They're going to be doing um, Eternity, a comedy, um, coming up later this month. And Palm Springs High is supposed to do letters to Salah, unless that was a typo and it's Santa, but I, I <laughs> he wrote Salah November 19th to, to the 21st. And Desert Hot Springs High School is working on Midsummer's Night's Dream for the beginning of December. So keep watching um, the, uh, the school theater department websites to see how you can get your tickets and all of them said if they are going to be in person they they will be one-third capacity at the most so uh -huh. you have to get your tickets early and if you're a family you probably be able to sit together and otherwise you will be socially distanced you will have to wear a mask and um stay tuned for that yes and same thing yeah. about exactly and same thing about mtu right barbara they have for November. Yes, but right before the Thanksgiving break. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to get it all worked out so all those November and December events will go on indoors. If not, like you said, they're all prepared for either live streaming or outdoors. Excellent. Okay, so watch for that. And then, you know, if we can't do it for the fall productions, I am very confident that by the spring, it should not be an issue. I'm, I'm just, you know... I know we've said that before, but I'm I'm feeling like this time, I mean, here in the district, our numbers have just been decreasing every single week for about the past month. So we're down to, you know, like last time I looked about 20 in a district of, you know, over 20,000. So that's pretty, that's pretty that's, darn good. It really is. Very encouraging. So, Irene, you, you're wonderful. I got to see you at Rotary a few weeks yes. ago. 
Nice to see you. I told you if we do our principal for a day event in the spring, we will have you be one of our principals for a day. So I haven't forgotten. I have you on my list. And I know okay. they have you. And right. um, Barbara, you are uh, fantastic, phenomenal, and all of those wonderful adjectives. Aww. And I appreciate you very much. And we will um, have you back next month. And I think maybe we'll bring Karen Riley on, who's doing, she's the, um, the founder of the Scrap Gallery and does some amazing work with our kids and doing professional development with staff, with art teachers. So we're, uh, we're looking forward to that. And as we do, like to have you every month. So thank you, thank you. Thank you again, Irene, and thank you all for joining us. For you learn something new every day, a podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes. Look for you learn something new. Press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Brianna and Emily. We'll see you next week. Thank you.